It is October 25th, 1983. The leaves are all sorts of beautiful colors and the world is quiet, but not completely silent. Grenada is a small Caribbean island. It is a little over 1,000 miles away from Cuba and 560 miles from Venezuela. Its landscape is full of lush green forests and high-reaching mountains. Planes from seven different countries are passing over the small island. The engines of these planes are so loud they begin to shake the ground. They are sending a shiver down the spines of the people that live in the mountains and dense forests of the island. The attack leaves the image of blood in their eyes, a horrible image they will most likely never forget, no matter how hard they try. The year is 1979, and the President of the United States, Ronald Reagan, begins to worry greatly about the conditions of the Caribbean island of Grenada, because at the same time, pro-Marxist Prime Minister Maurice Bishop begins to develop a relationship with Cuba, and Cuba is beginning to help Grenada. Then, on the crisp autumn day in 1983, Bishop is on his way to Fort Rupert Army Headquarters, where some of his loyal supporters are being held captive. The Prime Minister and two labor leaders, two cabinet members, and other civilians, including children, are killed by a group of hostile thugs. Those thugs run through their plan. They are hoping to take over the government of Grenada by any means necessary. In Grenada, the Revolutionary Military Council is formed. The Revolutionary Military Council is the supreme military authority of Grenada. Hudson Austin is the chairman. Protesters clash violently with Austin's new government, and violence begins to grow. People are killing others, and there is bloodshed everywhere. It is a horrible sight. The five member nations of the Organization of Eastern Caribbean States request the United States' strong assistance in restoring order back to Grenada. There are also 1,000 innocent, scared Americans on the island. Reagan wants to protect the innocent American and non-American citizens on the island of Grenada. So, without hesitation, Reagan sends troops. After the Organization of Eastern Caribbean States requests immediate help from the United States, President Ronald Reagan deploys the United States Army's Rapid Deployment Force. This dangerous force includes the Ranger Battalions, Marines, the Army's Delta Force, and the Navy SEALs. There is a grand total of 7,600 troops from the United States and Jamaica. They attack in the air at Port Salines Airport at the southern end and stage a helicopter landing in the thick forest at the northern end of the island. The invasion is trying to help the innocent civilians of Grenada and the foreign citizens of Grenada from being influenced by the new thug-like government. The Reagan administration says, and I quote, the invasion is the most successful rollback of the communist influence since the beginning of the Cold War. Hudson Austin's military government is disregarded and the Queen's Governor General, Paul Schoon, has the legal authority and appoints a government to replace Hudson's harsh communist military government. When the new, better government is appointed, the situation is stabilized and the troops are sent home. Everyone on the island is safe. When the invasion ends, there are 20 troops from the United States that die and 100 that are wounded. There are more than 60 Grenadian and Cuban troops killed. Reagan is glad he agreed with the Organization of Eastern Caribbean States and that he sent troops to help in Grenada. 
It's the year 2000, and the Grenadian government launches a Truth and Reconciliation Commission to examine the controversies. Prime Minister Maurice Bishop's body is never found. Fast forward to 2019, and Grenada marks the day of the invasion as Thanksgiving Day, a day where most people feast out on turkeys, while the mountainous island of Grenada uses the day to commemorate the invasion by the five member nations of the Organization of the Eastern Caribbean States and other countries.